What up, what up? Welcome back to Chi Chi's Chat. Um, tonight's episode, um, we just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna give a little part, a little bit more of y'all, of me and um, part of my story to let you know um, that you can go through the fire and not be burnt, just like the three Hebrew boys, um, Meshach, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, the three Hebrew boys that went through the fire, but came out with not a stench. They didn't even smell like smoke, right? Um, so you all know that I love to start by prayer. So let's get into it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for coming to you before the throne of grace. Lord God, um, we thank you that every day we get new mercies. Father God, we thank you, oh God, for your love, your kindness, your divine protection. Father God, we thank you that you are a father and we are your children. Lord God, we thank you, oh God, that we can look up, oh God, to the hills in which comes our help, which our help cometh from you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are an um, omnipotent God. Lord God, we thank you that you are omnipresent, Father God. That means that you are everywhere. So as long as we invite you in, Lord God, that you will be there in the midst, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that um, you go before us, Lord God. We thank you that you are the God of the ancient armies, Jehovah's Sabaoth, Lord God, that you are the God that fights for us, for Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our Jehovah Jireh, Lord God. You are the God that provides, Father God. We thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the God who heals, Father God. And we just thank you for um, uh, just being um, being you, Lord God. Just being you. Just being you. Not for what you've done, Lord God. Um, even though we're grateful for what you've done, Father God, we don't thank you for, you know, every um just getting gifts father god but we thank you just for who you are as well lord god and we honor you for who you are and it is jesus name that we do pray amen so yeah um i have had um quite a few experiences in my life where you know um i was put through the fire you know i literally was put through the fire but I came out untouched, right? So, um, to just give you a little bit of what I'm referring to, I'm gonna give you a one testimony or story. Um, so a few years ago, um, I was I had went to school. Let's backtrack a little bit before that. Um, before I went to school, so I had graduated by getting my GD. I didn't graduate. I don't have a like a high school diploma like most people do. I didn't graduate. I dropped out of school at um, as a senior. I was a senior in high school and I dropped out. Literally was declared a senior because in my junior year I had met my child's father and I was skipping a lot. And um, but who knows that in Virginia you take a, what is called a standard of learning. And when, if you take a standard of learning back in the day, if you take a standard of learning, whether you attended class or not, if you took a standard of learning and you passed it, then you passed on to the next grade. And so that's what I did. I passed my standard of learning. And so I was um, passed on to the 12th grade because I, how, how well I passed on my standard of learning, whether I attended class or not. And so I, um, yeah, so I became a senior, dropped out of 
because um, I was consistent. I was going more consistently and, and uh, or trying to go more consistently in um, my senior year. But then it was kind of like, excuse me, it's a bit late in the morning. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, I was trying to um, focus and keep going and being a little bit more consistent in my senior year. And then my child's father, he ended up, um, getting out of the group home at, at, in which she was in at the time, um, and being available more like, you know, freely. So I was skipping school to go kick it with him. Stupid. Like never would I ever do that again. Never would I ever skip school as a person, you know, if, I know what I know now or whatever the case may be to and young ladies don't do that either. If you they can't see you after school hours then just like as an adult, if they can't see you before, you know, certain hours then they don't they're not worth your time because if you skip school and getting something that's, you know, positive, if they taking away from something that's positive, then you don't need to be dealing with them in the first place. And there's that, okay? So, um, but I didn't know that, you know, that's something I had to learn. Um, but anyway, so skip school, ended up dropping out of high school. So I ended up going to get my GED. I went actually to like, I just, I didn't, I didn't go to like a class for it. Like most people go take like a whole class and they go through like a however many months or whatever the case may be in to get their GED. Um, I literally went and did like a refresher course at this, um, this high school, um, in the city that I was sitting, standing, living in, in this at the time i just went and found a, a class it was like a free class they teach you and then they pay for your um gd i didn't have to come out of pocket for it and if you fail it then you have to pay for it on your own um so i went did took the refresher course took this free class took the refresher course i think it was like two weeks or something like that and then um after that refresher course you take your gd so i passed my gd um besides the math because that's back when I used to smoke weed, right? So I thought that if I go in there and I would was high and I would smoke weed before I went to um, take my test, I was going to pass with flying colors or whatever. The case. I just knew I was so confident. But who knows that me and math and smoking weed don't go, they, it, it didn't go together. Okay, so I passed everything else, fine colors, but besides the math. So I'm like, dang, I failed the math. And it was only by like a few points, but the simple fact that I still failed is because I was high. <laughs> Who can do math high? Like, I mean, some people probably were some wizards doing it. But me, that was not my thing, okay? I should have known better. Um, if you knew better, you do better. And I didn't know better, so I didn't do better, Okay. Um, so I, um, had to retake the math portion, but I, I passed everything else. Like I said, first go around, first time taking it, only did a second, a two week refresher course after having been in school. So I had dropped out in 2004. I was supposed to graduate in 2004. I didn't take my GED since 2010. Okay. So <laughs> that's so embarrassing, but I mean, it is what it is. That's my life. So I didn't get my GED till 2010. Um, so that's six years of not being in school, right? But I was working, so I had been working. So I was, I've been working since I was sixteen. So I've been working since I was sixteen. So I knew, you know, like how to calculate. You know, I just knew how to maneuver through life because I was life and life was lifing, 
you know, during those times anyway. So I would just, you know, buy stuff that I've learned, you know, off the street or whatever that case may be, like, you know, working or, or whatever case may be in life, you know, just living life as an adult, you know what I mean, in, in the world now. Um, I learned some things. And so by the time I took it, I mean, I was well, well equipped by the world. You know what I mean? I was well equipped by, you know, what I've experienced. So I, I believe that was part of the thing that helped me, um, you know, and by the grace of God, honestly, um, you know, it just my, I, I, I kind of just downplay my intelligence. I'm pretty smart. I'm pretty a smart, um, young lady, you know, for, um, given circumstances, you know, most people go to school to obtain their wisdom and, and knowledge for things but I obtained wisdom and knowledge and book smarts I'm book smart and you know street smart based off of you know what I've learned I can I can read something and learn it and study it and you know become a master at it you know if I really truly studied it um that's just how my brain works that's a gift that God has graced me to have it's not bragging it's just facts you know and so um anyway um so I, I was able to pass it um finally passed the second one I didn't go back when I t- go back I, I think I took it like the next day or like a week later or something like that they gave me um I had to take it like right I had to take it right away so I went back I think it was the next day I feel like um didn't take it high of course I was like oh, I'm not smoking weed no not to go <laughs> not about to go say this stuff again high I say I knew that was a problem. That's how you know that's when you know you're not doing something that you, you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. I went back and was like, I'm not going back high. So I didn't. So when I went back to retake it, I wasn't high. I was sober minded. I had a, a little bit of rest. Like you know what I mean? Like because at the time I was working at a nightclub, so um, you know I was working at night, and so it was just perfect for me to get it done during the daytime because I wanted to go to college. I was like, I want to go to college and you know, continue my education, get something done, like whatever the case may be. And so, um, sure enough, went back, took it, passed it. Um, I got my results, I feel like a couple of days later or whatever the case may be. And as soon as I got my results, I went and signed up for like a community college in Virginia. It's called Tidewater Community College. So I went and signed up for Tidewater Community College, um, and started taking some classes, but, um, the point is moving forward from there. So after I started taking class, I was like, this ain't working. I was like, I, I think I want to get into nursing. So I ended up taking, I was like, so I found a program that was geared toward like single moms. I was back in the day, I was on like 10 of food stamps. I don't get that stuff anymore. But um, back then I was, I was getting 10 of food stamps, um, temporary assistance for needy families. Um, it was like, it's it's like a form of child support because I wasn't getting child support. And, um, so it's like a form of child support from the government and, you know, you only get like a little small certain percentage. And because I was getting those things, I, I was qualified to take this program. It was a free, a free like CNA program where I can get certified as a nursing assistant. And, um, now you hear, hearing all these free, right? I took free cl- classes, like, because your girl back then was, I mean, I was working, but I won't making money like that i mean i was working at a nightclub i think i was making like 400 dollars every two weeks or something <laughs> at the time because it was it was like a um no i was actually making pretty decent i think i was making i was probably roughly about like a thousand dollars maybe a little bit more per month um yeah i had to because i was paying rent um in the room i had rented a room from my one of my co-workers that work i worked at the nightclub with her mom had a townhouse and she let her 
daughter have the townhouse and she had one room and I had the other and it was yeah that's that's how I lived I was renting a room from her and it was just perfect so anyhow um yeah so I had a car um I ended up getting a car because by the listen God has a funny way of doing things my sister was dating this guy at the time who um needed a car he worked at he was like a mechanic but he worked at like a junkyard or like a um salvage yard or seaward or something anyway they ended up running across this car that um it was supposed to be like a salvage title car or something like that and so a, a lemon car and it was a salvage title so they wasn't supposed to sell the car but the car was perfectly fine and so my sister's boyfriend at the time purchased the car but he didn't have a license or anything like that so he couldn't get it registered so the re- the car ended up being having to be registered in my name because nobody else had any form to get registered and so um he was paying me to have it registered in my name and so and i would have to make the payments and stuff like that so um what happened no, he was paying because it was it came from his job. So he was paying them directly, but he was supposed to pay me too for having it in my name or something like that. Anyhow, somehow it, they we him and I ended up getting into some type of discrepancy about the car. And so I was like, oh, I'm, com- I'm coming to get the car. So the lady I was staying with at the time that I was paying to stay in that at the time, she um, she actually purchased... I mean, it took me to go pick up the car. It took me all the way to go pick up the car because um, the man, he had stopped panning on it or something like that. It was just a, a discrepancy. So I went and got the keys, picked up the car, and I was like, I can pay for it. It was like cheap. It was like $50 or something like that a month or a week or something like that. It was super cheap, like $200 a month. And so went and picked up the car, and long story short, I ended up um, getting that car without... After a while, I had to stop. I stopped making payments because um, the car was a lemon car. It didn't have a title um, and stuff like that. And so um, I could get it registered or something like that. Yeah, I could get it registered, but um, I would have to purchase like a new title or something like like that. Anyway, it was crazy. Anyway, that's how I ended up getting a car, and it was nice. It was a cute little car back then. It was a um, Chrysler Sebring. It was a. It was like an old. A O two or something like that, O one or O two, Christ the Sebring. It had the convertible top, like it went all the way back. I love that. I used to love that during convertible, like it's super cute. Um, but it had issues like Chryslers are like horrible cars. They like their um, what are those things? The radiators um are terrible on those things. They go out really bad. And I used to have a lot of problems with my car, like overheating and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, it was like a really good car. Super cute. I mean, for the time in which I had it. I wouldn't drive it now, but yeah. Anyhow, so um, so I had a car. I was living. It had a, um, you know, a room I was written out. I was doing pretty well for myself. I had sent my, my son at the time back to my mom because during these times, um, I was like all over the place. I wasn't stable. You know what I'm saying? And so I had sent him back with my mom until I, I got back stable. So I ended up moving in with this lady because um, she used to want me to, like, watch her kids. She was like, oh, you know, I'll help you out. This and the third, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so 
and it was a lady that I knew, like, you know, her and I have a mutual friend that we was friends and I've known her before and I stayed with her before, you know, for a short period of time before. So I was familiar with her and it was convenient to where I was working at. And it was like literally right across the street. And then it was close to where the school that I, the, the community college that I was trying to go to. And so I was like, oh, this would be perfect. So I ended up going over there with her and then I was able to go and get my son. So I was like, I can go and get my son, bring him there and whatever, whatever. So I did that and up going to get my son, bring him to the house. Like he was in Florida. I had to go to Florida to get, get him bring him back with me and um yeah and so that's that's how my life started then um it got to a point though where I was always watching her kids I couldn't really do much of nothing um I needed help with my son when I would go to work because that was only a job and I was the only time I could work was during the later later hours and so a lot of the time I would have to struggle trying to find somebody to watch him because when I was while I, I even though I was watching her kids during the daytime or when I wasn't in school or class um or when they weren't in school um I'm sitting here having to watch her kids and then turn around I couldn't you know it was a struggle for me to watch or get somebody to watch my child when I need to go to work and stuff like that so I was like this defeats the purpose I feel like right now now I'm here just being a nanny and a babysitter I can't get no job like it's hard well I couldn't get you know not that I couldn't get a job but it was like hard for me to work even though I was like right across the street it was just too much going on so I was like okay I can't do this so I need to get my own space so I, I was searching 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 trying to find like I had this would been my first place that I had in my name so I had never had a place in my name and stuff like that. So I didn't have no real established credit, but I had, you know, some type of credit. Um, and so I went and found these apartments that wasn't far and they were cheap. So I was, well, at the time to me now thinking back from how, how much they are like, into what the rent and stuff is now it's just like yeah those were super dumb stupid cheap so um and but they were they were affordable for me at the time from what I was making at the job that I was working at and you know I was getting tan off and stuff like that it was affordable so I moved in boom got the money I didn't have to pay a whole lot to move in I actually got assistance um like the rental assistance that help you move in all types of stuff and you know got all of that together and move, was able to move in and so I didn't have to really pay anything I think I paid like 400 bucks to move in myself out of my own pocket and then they paid the rent covered the rest but anyhow um and so that started the journey of me having like my own place me having my own bills you know what I mean me living on my own having me and my child right it, that was my first experience my mind you my son was like three when we first moved in, he was three, and then he turned four. Um, and it was just, it was different, you know, being like a whole adult. You know, I, I maintained the place for a while. I was working. Um, I had finished up the, the class as a CNA because as I was moving in, I was still working at a nightclub, but I was trying to transition from out of that type of lifestyle. It's interesting because I never really wanted to work as a server or a waitress and stuff like that. Even though I was great at it, I never wanted to do it, you know, that, but that was the majority part of my life. I'm going talk, talk about that, in, you know, in another episode. Um, but that was like the majority part of my life, right? 
So, um, I said, I, I was like, uh, I want to go to school. I want to do something better than this, blah, blah, blah. And so I wanted to go and, and I always wanted to be like in the professional view. I always wanted to be like a white collar, blue collar type of, you know, person, whatever, like a professional, like a business professional. I always loved that, that lifestyle. And so, um, I thought like being a nurse, you know, was going to kickstart me into that so you know I started like I said I went to the CNA class the free program took the class finished the program I did struggle through a lot you know through that program and um anyway um uh and that knowledge wise I did well knowledge wise but as far as like you know dealing with people wise um I struggled and so anyway um I finished the class passed graduated that was my first time what was it first time? Second time I graduated because I graduated when I got my GD and then I graduated again when I got my when I got certified as a CNA. So I had two graduations. So I graduated um, from there and it was just dope. It was really awesome just being able to, um, you know, graduate um, with some type of certificate of something. Right. And so um I started working as a CNA. Um, That was very short-lived. I think I worked as a CNA for about three years, and that was it. (laughs) Very, very short-lived, and I'm okay with that. And so, anyway, but it was really good. It was a really great experience. I actually excelled in it very quickly. I got into being a CNA even before I even got my my, certified. um, I transitioned into um, working as um in the skill on the skilled level i was so well at what i did that they transitioned me to a different the level a different um department which the skilled floor is where you know is more of the seasoned cnas people that's been doing it for quite a while they're used to it. it's because it's what you're dealing with is not people that are just um bed bound or bedridden or you know you're dealing with people that have tracheostomies or you're dealing with people that um are mobile where they can get up so you have to physically get them up you have to be on a certain schedule and all this type of stuff and it was 12 hour shifts so and it so it wasn't more money but you had the option or the availability to do more time to get more time and i i transitioned over there within the first like two and a half months of me working before i was even certified and this is god has always had favor on my life so i ended up um losing the job for briefly because i didn't get certified in time but once i got certified i think it was like two weeks later or something like i ended up coming back so when i came back i was able to come back and I had to go back into um, a certain floor, though. I had to go back to the old floor, so I couldn't go back to the skilled floor. They didn't have any space by the time I came back. But because I was so well at doing what I was doing, it was easy for me to transition back into that um, that level or that on that floor. But that that was short lived as me being that in that position. I ended up losing the job because of other stuff it's just a whole lot with that my point for talking about this through the fire um without being burnt is because as you look into um the bible it was the book of i want to say daniel hold on let me see was it the book of daniel let me see
Yeah, it was. It was the book of Daniel. Um, um, chapter three. It talks about how the um the three Hebrew Hebrew boys went through a period or trial in which they um were trying to the people were trying to persecute them. They were actually selected uh, amongst um um some of the most prestigious men uh, or young men it was young men they were supposed to be um curated they were supposed to be you know um cultivated excuse me cultivated into being um like strong mannered men of um this kingdom um at the time it was um who was the king at the time sorry i gotta get a little bit nebuchadnezzar and at the time, um, Nebuchadnezzar, he selected these boys. It was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, they, he renamed them because they weren't, that wasn't their original names. Um, and then Daniel. And, um, and so he came in, they came in and, um, they were different. Um, they were very, you know, um, they looked very well. They was well presented and, um, they, they was different from the other boys because they, decided to be set apart because they they were standing apart they were children they were young men of god and and so they walked in that light and so um they were well renowned they were well known once they grew was groomed and they showed that the king showed the king that they didn't have to eat all the stuff that the other people were eating um they chose to eat um fruit <coughs> excuse me only fruits and vegetables because they were trying to show that they didn't have to eat all that stuff in order to um you know be strong men uh, uh and strong-willed men and so they chose to um be set apart right and they they um made sure because they know who they knew who they were they knew they were children of god and so they knew that um that no matter what they were covered and so um they end up getting persecuted because they didn't um bow down once the music started playing and they had came and they they uh the the in the kingdom they said well whoever doesn't bow down to um this uh statue once you know we ring the or once the bell rings or whatever the case may be then you know they'll be persecuted and so they knew that these young men were men of god and so they knew that um this would be a way for them to try to persecute them because they've been trying to persecute them anyway so they end up trying to per- get get to persecute them. They went to the king and told the king, um, like, oh yeah, you know these men, they did not bow, like you said, it's a part of the law. You made it a law. They didn't buy, abide by the law, so it is time for they need to be persecuted because they they breaking the law at this point. And so, um, uh, they were sent per- sent and persecuted to, um, be burnt in the fire. It was a furnace fire that was burning. And he said, um, in fact, he said, don't just burn them. He said, turn it up um, three notches or a few notches. He turned them, he told him to turn it up even a little bit higher than what it was. And so he put them in there. He said, even it, the fire was so hot that even the men that was taking them in there, some of them were getting burnt. Some of them were dying because it was so hot, even just getting close to it. And so um, they got put in the fire and um the king kept saying wait he said i thought it was only three men that we put in the fire and so they said it is it was it is only three men his you know it's what his you know kingsman was saying it is only three men he's like no it's not three men he's like i see a fourth person in there 
And so when they went to go get them out to fight, they realized that, you know, he said, it looks like, no, he, the king said, and it looks like the son of God. And so, so profound because when you're in a fire, even though, um, if you remain, the point for this whole story is, is if you remain, um, at a humble state, right? If you remain at a state of, um, submission to God, no matter what it looks like, it could be, you could be, you know what I'm saying? Um, in a state where I was at, I was in a state of, um, where I had end up losing all of that stuff. I was, I was, my story line was trying to get to is that I ended up losing during this time as I was a CNA, I was, I had just got my own place. I was my first time having my own place and paying my bills. I had learned because I ended up losing it all. I had a job moment where I lost literally everything. I lost my job. I lost the apartment that I was living in. I had to send my son back to my mom. Like it was just like everything that I had tried to build up for myself. I lost the car that I was driving that I just told y'all about how I obtained it. I lost all of it. I literally had a job moment and lost everything. And um, it was at that moment, in those moments, because I didn't know Christ, really. I did, but I didn't. I wasn't going to church. You know, I was sinning, um, all types of stuff. So I really didn't know Christ. I knew of Christ, but I didn't know, you know, to call on Christ at that moment. I didn't know, you know, um, how to trust him in those moments because I didn't have a relationship with God. And so... um, but God still, he makes a way, he makes a way out of no way. He is, um, he makes provision, you know, and he makes a way of a, an escape. Right. And so even though I lost, um, everything, I literally lost, I had furniture, I had clothes. I mean, I had a buku of clothes. Like I was like, I had clothes then. Okay. Clothes, shoes. I was, su- I used to have some stuff. Okay. Some of the stuff I would probably still have now to this day. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just for the keepsake of stuff like oh you know i can still fit this type of thing um but anyway um so yeah so i ended up losing everything everything i had stuff for my son i had books i used to buy books for him or and people used to give me stuff for him like books and stuff like that and he he loved to read he used to love me to read he would go get a book like mom can you read me a book you know and um before i go to bed so i used to read him books before he went to sleep um, he loved that, and so and he had all types of different books. He would go most time he would go get the same type of book, but for me to read. But, <laughs> um, you know, so I would read books for him before he went to sleep. So I ended up losing, losing all of that, all his clothes, all his shoes, all my clothes, all my shoes. I literally left out with like a, a dirty clothes full of uh, a dirt bag of dirty clothes, and like a little hamper or box of something uh, of that was super irrelevant none of my shoes none of my clothes really um and so I had to start from scratch I literally had to start all over again and um but I I didn't I didn't die you know what I mean I didn't um lose my my sanity my my health was still intact um and in fact um I ended up getting a job that was paying better because that's what I needed I had needed a better paying job um and and so um I ended up getting a better paying job even though I lost all of that, God still made a provision for me. Um, but it was a process. God was processing me at the time to show me that who he is. And um, I just, 
I'm so grateful for those moments because um, the Bible tells us that remember not the former things, right? Nor forget the things of old. And, and as I reflect on those things, it reminds me how um, that no matter what it looks like, like I was saying, I'm going to refer back to the, the Hebrew voice. No matter what it looks like, they're standing in a whole heap of, of burning furnace, literally in fire, flames of fire. And because they stood firm on their belief that God is their ultimate protector, that, um, they, um, they were, they were not affected by it. They, they literally stood on the word of God. They stood by what they believed in and, and firmly believed that God is truly the protector that they don't bow down to no other gods. As the Bible says, thou should not put no other God before me. They didn't put any other God before him. And, and because of that, he truly protected them and they were, um, removed from the furnace of fire with not even smelling a stench of smoke. Imagine, right? Imagine if some of the people that were taking them up there were dying just by the heat that was coming out of it. They didn't even get a stench. They don't even smell like smoke <laughs> coming out, right? That's how much he protects us. That's how much God protects us. And and that's that was the point and the moral of the story is that um, you can go through a fire. You can go through trials. You're going to go through tribulations. The Bible didn't say, he says that the war, the weapons will form, but they will not prosper. That means that the weapon of, of, of financial insecurity will form, but it won't prosper. Meaning that if you allow, as long as you have faith and remain faithful in knowing who he is, that you're going to see a breakthrough um in your finances you're gonna see a breakthrough you know what i mean because it's not gonna break you as long as you remain faithful to know that god is who he says he is you know what i'm saying um sometimes he'll take us through a process of not having or lacking so that he can see our faithfulness right he'll take us through a process of he'll put us in the fire he'll let us get in the fire but he won't let us get burnt from the fire okay he'll let us go in in a season of lack but he will not um, let us go without or having literally having without anything. He will always make a provision for us and he will protect us and keep us safe. And, 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 and you know, in those times of lack, in those days of lack. Right. Um, as long as you remain faithful. Um, and so that that's just the moral of the story is um, you can go through things. Fire, your fire could be, you know, you getting um uh, laid off from your job, released from your job. Your fire could be, you know, you having um, your kids are acting up, right? They're responding back. That could be a fire, or a, 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 a flame for you, you know, that ignites your flame in your life, right? Um, that could be something. Uh, it could be something. As as I, I met this young lady tonight, I had picked her up and dropped her off um, doing lift, and um, she was um i, I want to say she had some type of um disability she couldn't see so she was blind for one um from what they say um but i declare healing over her her eyes that she sees you know and as she begins to see that she sees um you know um uh, the things of christ you know that god begins to open her spiritual eyes and and as as her fleshly eyes doesn't um work as um properly that her spiritual eyes work perfectly um and and so she and she had this like 
like condition where she was shaking and she was she needed help getting up the stairs or getting out the car and stuff like that and so i went and then i stayed with her for a little while talking to her and encouraging her and just um reminded me of um that that could be she said you know god has um protected her from death you know kept her from dying um um as where she could have been dead and gone you know a few times she said and and she said that um you know, God has healed her. She said, because it happened in her, um, in her body, um, physically, you know, it was happening in her physical body with sickness. And so she was like, I said, well, the, you know, I asked her, I was like, well, that, did that happen, you know, throughout your lifetime? And she's like, yeah, even as a child. And I said, okay. I said, well, that's a blessing that you're still here and you're able to, um, and still maneuver or whatever. And she was, you know, talking about different things. And, um, it just reminded me like, that's, that's her fire. That is stuff, something that ignited her fire to, um, re- realize that she, even though she went through the fire and tribulations of fighting for her life, that God still provided for her, right. That she, she came out without being burnt, right. Cause she's still alive. She's still here with, amongst the land of the living, which is a blessing in itself, and so, um, your fire could be anything, you know what I mean? Your fire could be, um, you just not, you're always finding yourself not fi- being stable. Like, you know what I mean? That could be your fire. You find yourself always, you know, moving about, you know, always here and there and that can't, can't really be stable. And, um, that could be your fire that ignites you to realize to, um, you know, this is the, this is not the way to go and um i just want to encourage you to turn to um the one who is the creator of all things right he is the ultimate bank so you don't have to worry about finances he is the ultimate um healer so you don't have to worry about sickness and disease in your body he is the ultimate um you know father you know if you lack parents and don't have parents in your life or and you need you know like you're looking you're longing for that mother or that father figure he is the father to the followers a friend to the friendless a mother to the motherless so whatever your fire is that ignites you uh, i just want to encourage you to turn that fire um to let you know that you will go through the fire but you won't get burnt because god is um able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think and he is our ultimate um go-to for anything he said come to me all ye who labor and are heavy laden he will give us rest and so i just declare right now for each one of you uh, listeners that let's turn to god try god try god try god try god try him try him and he will show you great and mighty things so that's all i have for you guys tonight on Chi Chi's Chat. Tune in for next week's episode of Chi Chi's Chat. Let's talk about it.